Aloha, listeners. Welcome to the Adventure Seed Podcast, a random roller podcast where every show is different. I'm Heather. And I'm Whitney. Out of 20 possibilities, we rolled for the origins of ramen for today's adventure. We also rolled for drinks. Whitney is having a Japanese beer. Sapporo. And I'm having a Japanese sake. Because I couldn't find wine. I'm sorry. It's all right. I mean, so, is sake wine? I mean, it's rice wine. So, okay. yeah, sure. It's, it's uh, Hana. Mm-hmm. White peach. <laughs> I'm so excited about the peach. So stick around and see what chaos we come up with today. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, wow. Oh, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh, it's for you. Try mine. It's very peachy. <laughs> We're back. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I asked Heather if we could uh, eat our ramen whilst talking about ramen. And I said that's the only way to do this show. Because apparently you're supposed to slurp and talk. Well, am. You don't want your noodles to get soggy. True. But... So we didn't make ramen. We trusted our um, later business plug, mm-hmm. uh, Finn Two, to make our ramen for us. A lot of life got in the way. <laughs> yeah, as it usually does. Yep. But we wanted to stay true to our word as far as having real ramen to be able to mm-hmm. compare it against instant ramen. Yes. And um, I. I said right up front, I don't notice that much of a difference, like an a-hole. <laughs> and I, um, living on far too much ramen and having some Maruchan pork yesterday for lunch. Oh, okay. In the true spirit of things. Uh, and because I forgot to go to the grocery store because the whole life got in the mm-hmm. way. Um... Uh, I really feel like the noodles uh, from Fintu are a lot thicker. They're a lot heartier. Um, the Maruchan and Top Ramen noodles, they're a very thin, almost ricey noodle. And and this you can, it's almost like a chicken noodle. This is like a, a heavy chicken noodle. I learned how they made instant ramen noodles. Did you? I did not. I went and looked how they made traditional ramen noodles so i would love for you to share your knowledge and i'll share mine in the same sense so you begin you tell the story of original ramen noodles and then we can jump into the ramen the instant variety all right because it's 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 the same way to a point so um the original ramen noodle is a wheat noodle that originated in china and i did not know that Uh uh-huh and so I didn't know that either. This so we picked this topic because we were like, "What is a nat one?" Well, reading off the box of macaroni and cheese. Yeah, we thought that'd be funny. So when we were replacing the macaroni and cheese, since we rolled it, of course, we had to come up with something fun, also food related. Yeah, just because that's what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. As you all know, we love food, and I really feel like ramen is the macaroni and cheese of the Eastern world. I thought a very similar thing. 
And it's not that I really have changed my mind on that matter, but I really look at ramen a lot differently now mm-hmm. after learning. Like, we were going for something light and funny, and it's still ramen at the yeah. end of the day, but whoo, there's some like there's some real touchy to history. history. Yeah. And America plays a pretty crappy part, to be mm-hmm. completely honest. Yeah. Um, so I I learned that um Chinese immigrants brought the sweet recipe noodle to Japan in the mid-1800s. Mm-hmm. Um, I then learned that the first ramen shops opened in 1910. And we'll get to the instant noodle, but the instant noodle wasn't invented until 1958 by Momofuku Ando. Mm-hmm. And um, currently there are 25,000 ramen shops across Japan with 5,000 ramen shops in Tokyo alone. And it's, it's intriguing that you say that because... They say that uh, ramen is on the decline in Japan, or has been on the decline mm-hmm. for the last couple of decades in Japan. And there's how many? 25,000. Okay. okay. Now, in, and that's the, the, the declination. The decline, of it. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, in 2010, the demand for authentic ramen started to rise here in the United States. And the website. What that, year? Uh, 2010. <laughs> I have something. Can I interject? Uh, yes, please do. It's by the name of Anthony Bourdain. Ooh, please tell us more. He just he just like put a shot right into America's veins with like the travel and mm-hmm. making it accessible and all that. I don't want to interrupt you, but it's an Anthony Bourdain correlation, and that makes me happy. It is. It, well, and you have his book, Hungry Ghosts, here on the table. So, so you knew something was coming. I knew something <laughs> was coming. So I'm glad I now know the mystery of the book on the table. It's a comic book that we will talk about. <laughs> Yay. Um, so um, the website that I used, it's actually called Ramen 101. And um, they talk about the difference... Less so about, like, what Insta-Rama is and more about what traditional ramen is. And the term that they used for it was hunkaku. Um, that's H-O-N-K-A-K-U, hunkaku. And I love the way that this website talks about hunkaku. They say um, hunkaku is a common word in Japan um, that is becoming more common in the U.S. as ramen becomes more popular. Hunkaku most commonly translates to authentic. You also might see the translation uh, fundamental, genuine, or original. And while all of these are essentially accurate definitions, they don't capture the spirit of what hunkaku means to the Japanese. Hunkaku is not just a translatable word. It's an ethos. It's a way of living. It carries a commitment to always doing your very best without compromises or shortcuts. And so, the hunkaku way of making... I love that definition, by the way. I know, I do too. Like, always doing your very best mm-hmm. without compromising yourself or what you're doing and without shortcuts. So, the hunkaku way of making ramen noodles is using a wheat flour mm-hmm. and water and salt. But the water is a very special mineral water based on the mineral water that you can get in Japan. and um, Which is called kansui. Yes. K-A-N-S-U-I. Alkalized water. Yes. <laughs> and Look at this teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> and so these, um, these noodles are handmade. And then using a, a noodle 
device. Um, you put the dough in and you can crank it or push it and it pushes out these lovely noodly shapes. Spaghetti's made the same way with a similar type of noodle device. Um, but it's the act of like combining all of these ingredients by hand and being present with the work as you're doing it. Um, and this website gave a really lovely um, westernized examples of what Hunkaku may look like. Um, just to kind of put it in perspective for us. So they said LeBron James already being one of the greatest players of basketball ever is still obsessed with his health and constantly works out and works on improving and practicing um, to give the sport all of the love that he can. That's Hunkaku. Okay. Um, the painter Yves Klein spending months and months creating the precise shade of blue he envisions for a painting is Hunkaku. So it's giving your absolute best to what it is you're putting out to people. And it, it's not it's not just the best, but like truly trying to master a thing. Uh -huh. Like it's not just like, oh, you tried your best. Here's your participation right. trophy. It's going through all of the multiple, multiple mm -hmm. steps over and over and getting it right yes. each time. And this, this Ramen 101 website emphasizes that anybody can can be Honkaku. Anybody can practice Honkaku. It's not just the outcome, it's the journey that you took to get there. I really love that. That's like, that is something that can easily translate into our lives. Mm -hmm. So what about instant ramen? What did you learn? Well, it's the same, the same method, um, except they don't always use a, like a large press. Mm -hmm. It's just put into those sheets and then like that big giant machine will go plop, plop and like cut, chop it all up and mm -hmm, cut yeah. into the, the slices, so it's like the long noodles. And then they scrunch them. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is definitely like a, a shortcut. <laughs> they scrunch them up to get them that squiggly shape, and then they air fry them. Oh. So it used to be like a, a there used to be like a dehydration process back in the day. Mm -hmm. It kind of made them a little bit rubbery. But why we have good instant ramen, good quote air quote good instant ramen noodles now, is because of the air frying. And when that when the water leaves the noodle, it leaves these pock marks in it. So that's why instant noodles get boiled so fast because it's airy noodles oh isn't that crazy that is crazy so it's like the air fry process that you people are using on their countertops so right a, now but it's with noodles it's a much more porous noodle absolutely so you could technically make your own instant mm -hmm. ramen noodles oh yeah and i think that'd be kind of fun but that explains why i said these noodles felt thicker and heartier mm -hmm. they're not as porous exactly and i find that really interesting um, so we, we will have some ramen recipes to share. Uh, mm -hmm. part of the, the life that got in the way is, you know, the recipe, the recipes are in a moving box uh -huh. on a shipping container from where your brother sent them back home mm -hmm. <laughs> or something like well, that. Well, he's, well, so originally they were in a shipping container. The shipping container arrived at his house. He loaded everything up into his garage, but he and his wife have gotten new duty orders. And so they duty. are in the... I know I said sorry. Duty. I'm we're both five year olds. It's fine. Um, so we're slurping ramen. So like, um, but so he and his wife are are now in the process of like packing up their whole home. So and they don't need to be looking for a ramen yeah. recipe for us. No. Well, I found a ramen recipe total accident without meaning to, hmm. because we are comic book nerds, as you all have learned we've we it's been well established mm -hmm. i can relate anything to a comic book so can you somehow some way we'll find it <laughs> so i was sitting there looking at my my geeky cookbooks to see if i could figure out and i realized oh i have a comic i have hungry ghosts mm -hmm. so anthony bourdain worked with 
uh, Joel Rose and some other uh, horror comic mm-hmm. um, artists and had written his own set of comics. Yeah. And it's, it's bound in this beautiful book, the most gorgeous art, and it's based off of the, the, the kaidan, the ghost stories mm-hmm. of Japan. And it's this niche, super creepy, super insane horror stories. And it is a practice that was, I believe, initially done by the sumos, or not sumo, samurai. And they were trying to scare each other. There's a little intro about it in the book. I've also looked it up mm-hmm. um, using our, our good old friend Wikipedia. Yeah. And it's just, it's really crazy. It's crazy how he helped write and envision all this stuff. And then he's just not here anymore. So, like, it just makes it, like, that much more special. But in the back of the book, he's got a glossary of all the ghosts mm-hmm. and the folklore of Japan. Like, the actual folklore of these monsters oh, and their names. Really cool. Uh, they've got some really wicked illustrations. It's called The Handy Guide to the Legendary Ghostly Spirits Behind Our Terrifying Tales. Ooh. So he's telling, like, even here now, he's telling us all this really interesting backdrop to the story, that to the place that he loved. Tokyo is one of his favorite places mm-hmm. in the whole world. And so he's na- he's gotten a um, recipe. The first recipe in the book is Tokyo Ramen. Mm. And I thought that that was too perfect to not talk about um, we talked, we, you had said earlier in our conversation that how each of the regions of Tokyo or, um, Japan have their own uh-huh. ramen. Yes. Like there's so many, the basic ramen combination, as you mm-hmm. said, are the noodles made with this alkalized, uh, the kansui. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's made with miso or maybe a sauce like, mm-hmm. uh, tare and, um, it's usually done in a meat broth, like a chicken or a pork. I actually did a lot of research on the broths, too. Excellent. Um, can I share? Yeah, please do. So, there's four basic types of ramen. There's shio ramen, and that's a salt-based broth. It's the lightest of the broths when you're looking at them. Um, there's shoyu ramen, which is going to be your soy-based. And what I found really interesting is that every single shop that makes shoyu ramen has their own special soy blend that they use. So no Like a two, proprietary... Yeah, yeah, so no two show you ramens are going to be the same from shop to shop. Um, In the 25,000 shops. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> um, there's also miso ramen, um, and that's your soybean-based, but that soybean... Um, the paste. Paste is often added to others just to give depth of flavor. Correct, yeah. So uh, a shio or a shoyu can also have miso in it. And then there's tontatsu, which is going to be your pork bone-based ramen. Mm-hmm. And that's your least clear. It's the cloudiest. That's the one that I have. Yes. And that's why when I opened both of our things of broth, I immediately was like, oh, yes, this is definitely the pork. And I love that you were like, oh, this is the cloudy one. And this is clearly the pork. And I was like, you mean the pea on the front didn't give you the hint? <laughs> no, I loved it, though. Like, but I was so excited. This Like, it was very visually I, a difference. It, and, like, learning, that's why, that is why Anthony Bourdain and others like him and, like, us talking and why we bring up all this weird stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. It's so that you can... Bookworms get to travel the world without ever leaving your mm-hmm. home. And I just love that concept. And I love that food being something that well, is so integral to both countries. I learned something else while I was researching these different broth bases. A lot of people complain that ramen is a very salty food. 
And so even the, the Shio is a salt-based broth. You think, oh, that's gonna be so salty. Um, but we're used to our American ramen. And the American ramen is very heavily salty. Even the saltiest of um, Honkaku ramen is going to be half of the sodium that we're used to having in the United States ramen. So um, I found that the clearer the broth, the lower the calorie, but the saltier it is. Okay. So you actually have the best, healthiest broth as your pork broth. Ah. Yeah. That makes me feel special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mine also, so we got different, so there's also the toppings, right? Uh-huh. The toppings is an additional part of what helps each region have its own. Yes. Um, its own little thing. The Tokyo ramen that Anthony Bourdain kind of created for this book um, is from the, so each, each of the stories has its own like recipe mm-hmm. that, and there's five different stories that he tells you. And, um, it's, I don't know if you all have read the hungry ghost. I know you haven't, but I know, I don't know if you all out there have or not. It's a really fantastic, extremely gory. There is like an assault triggery story, but she totally kicks all of their asses, which makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, it's a lot of fun. So the, the, the starving skeleton is the story that associates with Tokyo ramen. And he's actually a ramen chef like he is a noodle chef in the book and there is this um there's this belief that you have to feed the uh, i might be butchering this because i can't i I phonetically wrote down all of my spellings but hirurugami hirurugami which are their the starving ghosts the hunger like which is why this is called the starving skeleton but there and the book is called hungry ghosts and it's the concept of you you take care of everyone so there's this person who comes in who clearly looks like they're living on the streets and is starving and he's like i'm hungry anything please help Mm -hmm. me save a soul i'm very hungry and then the noodle guy is already closed up he's already packed everything up he's just ready to go home get home to his family on his way to the family this ginormous hungry skeleton ghost is chasing him down and he's doing the gotcha 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 which I found is like a sound effects that mm-hmm. is in a lot of uh, horror comics and horror movies of Japanese mm-hmm. origin. And um, it's like a, it's the chittering, the chittering of the clanking of your teeth, the chittering of your bones, mm-hmm. like the shaking of your bones. And it's just a really, like it was, <laughs> it was so creepy. Like it's such a creepy story. And it's like the intro cautionary mm-hmm. tale, which is supposed to be the lightest of the scary stories. Mm-hmm. So you can clearly tell it goes downhill from there. But the Tokyo ramen was um, the pork pork bone broth. Mm -hmm. Isn't that like the southwest region of Japan? Um, Where's Tokyo on the map? Is that southwest? Let's look. But I I do find that really interesting Mm -hmm. that the... It is. So the one that he brought up is very traditionally a southwest yes. or actually tokyo's not southwest at all oh okay. that's southeast so it is interesting then he did he chose a bone broth one yes because i feel like the well but i would i would expect tokyo ramen to also like kind of be a pull from everywhere within japan just that's true because it's such a, such a centralized location and it is made with chicken and pork bones yes <laughs> so yeah you're totally right but this is a great little recipe, and 
Um, it actually tells you all the different ways to do it. It tells you how long it's going to take you to do it. It's insane mm -hmm. how much step, how many steps a time. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, Anthony Bourdain is a master, so you were saying he, he's taking the master steps. I would say that he is. How do you Hunkaku. pronounce it? Hunkaku, mm -hmm. for sure. But anyway, yeah. So you all should check out the Hunger Ghost. It's a lot of fun. So speaking of ingredients, do you want to tell the listeners what you got on your ramen bowl? Yes, I got. Uh, the kelp, which is the, is it nori? Mm -hmm. uh, I got shiitake mushrooms. Mm -hmm. I have burnt corn, which is really not burnt corn. It's just no. like sauteed or maybe grilled a little yeah. bit and sh shucked off. And I got the pork. So mine's got the pork bone broth. Mm -hmm. um, in mine, I got the chicken broth um, because... I'm not very adventurous, and I wasn't sure if I would like authentic bone broth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I got the chicken broth with chicken in it, and then I got carrots, and I got some of your corn. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I tried what they called the burnt garlic oil that was not burnt. It really was like... It was clear. It's if a bell. You, if you roasted garlic in your oven, all of the leftover olive oil that you roasted your garlic in, um, that's what I got. Oh, nice. I bet that was a really good it's, flavor profile. Yeah, because you just add it to your broth, and it's really nice. Um, I really wanted to get... What is that red sauce called? Uh, like... That everyone likes the hot sauce. Sriracha? Sriracha. Sriracha was an option, and I didn't get it because sometimes people put are very heavy-handed with their mm -hmm. sriracha. But that was an option, that, and a lot of people put sriracha on theirs mm -hmm. and enjoy it. Ramen was really popularized, and why it, was, why it took off the way that it did mm -hmm. is because it was the poor man food, right? Yes. Even back then, it was the poor man food. Yeah. It wasn't really... It was the food of immigrants to uh -huh. Japan. Correct, because uh, the people... Um, near China would go over to China and eat their noodles. So wheat was not considered a good thing. Like they, Japanese at that time looked down on, on wheat. Mm -hmm. um, they had rice. They didn't eat wheat. Mm -hmm. And they, uh, so it was the, the poor or the people, like you said, who, you know, the little bit of nomadic peoples who would go and travel and come back. Mm -hmm. And they, the Japanese have two different alphabets and languages, vocabulary systems. They have one for Japanese mm -hmm. origin, everything, and then they have one for foreign origins. Yes. So you were saying that it is a Chinese noodle, and it is. And the name that they gave it uh, originally was La Mian, which is L-A-M-I-A-N which um, is the, the Japanese language for a Chinese noodle. Essentially, it's the translation for this. And they even put imperial in front of it, like the good old empire that oh, yeah. all these different countries, including America, act. Mm -hmm. So it, was, it is definitely a Chinese um, origin. And there are a lot of arguments against that. When the wars, the big war... Mm -hmm happened and u.s occupation went into effect it, it coincided with the worst uh rice shortage famine um of of, of all time of, yeah. of japanese history or at least for a very long time yeah uh, for 42 years i think it said mm -hmm. and uh, which is not all of japanese history but it, it was a very it was one of the worst droughts in japanese history yes and caused uh that the rice shortage mm -hmm. and so they had to import and export wheat 
And see, all these little carts, the 25,000 shops that you said, no one was allowed to sell food. Restaurants were illegal. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, our prohibition with alcohol, it was that way with food and food mm-hmm. carts. So, in the 50, or right in the early 50s... And that's because of World War II, right? Correct, mm-hmm. yes. And the U.S. occupation. Yeah. And the fallout from mm-hmm. everything that happened. Japan came up with the, or the the gentleman that you were talking about came up with the instant noodles mm-hmm. as a way to get that more widely dispersed uh, and make that just an easier way to consume and get that food in the bellies of housewives. Because they really marketed that, especially the instant ramens, to housewives particularly yeah. and kids, um, daycare centers, places like that, mm-hmm. to get quick nourishment that... nourishment in the sense of it's that's why college kids all eat it you know like whatever nourishment you can get it's better than nothing but it really is it's not even that it's actually semi-nutritious it's semi-nutritious but it also is very very filling I mean I don't know how many times I have felt so very sick when I was pregnant or postpartum um depression had kicked in and, like, well, you remember when I had Roland, there were, like, days at a stretch I literally didn't even have the energy recovering from a C-section to make myself food. Right. But I could manage to make, like, I had the energy to throw instant robin in a pot on the stove. And that might be my only meal until you or my husband helped me get nourishment. Um, and so, like, it really is, it's such an easy and fast food source. Um So post-war, like, it it was a game-changer for families in Japan. Absolutely. And not only that, though, but, you know, so it's it's going back through a revival period, as you Mm -hmm. had said earlier... And that's not just due to college kids, which yeah. that's that's been a significant part, but it's just people relearning different cultures and mm-hmm. also finding out, oh, it's actually really good. It's like, so we good. can quit being a jerk and knocking it. And now, like, even in the different... You can get a bowl of ramen in a really fancy restaurant now mm-hmm. with lobster and truffle oil and all this insanity. Well, and I don't, I don't know that I'll ever look at my, my cheap Maruchan the same way, having now had this authentic, delicious, <laughs> so much better noodle. It's so good. So you really enjoyed it? I'm, I've, I've been turned on to this for life now. Awesome. Well, uh, we got ours at Fin2, mm-hmm. which is in downtown Knoxville area. It's mm-hmm. called Our Old City If for all you local Knoxvillains out there. I like that, Knoxvillains. Yeah, and why, why say Knoxvillians when you're going to be a villain? Um, and that's, what, on Central Street Avenue? Mm-hmm. Which yes, I, I never Central. Remember. Central. Yep. There's, there's several Centrals around town. It's not the Happy Holler Central. It's... It's the further into town central. Um. Yeah. yeah, you have to cross Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they do deliver, I think. Ooh. Uh, I th- or, or someone delivers on behalf of them. Nice. So we highly recommend that you check it out. Um, we, we also learned that if you ask for a noodle head, that's just extra noodles there. Yes, uh, because apparently I am a noodle head because I love my extra noodles. And uh, burnt does not mean crispy. It just means cooked. <laughs> well, I mean, it was. I mean, it was charred. It was so charred. I think that's what they're they're yeah. meaning. Like when you char a pepper on the grill, or I you mean, char I saw the word hog. burnt corn, and I was picturing like 
Not that I, I knew it wasn't popcorn, but I was picturing like that level of disgusting burnt. I mean, I, to, to be fair, I kind of did too. Like I was like, I'm kind of nervous about putting this in there, but they, they, we got it to, um, to go obviously. So we could record and they packaged it really well and they Mm -hmm. separated the broth from the rest of the dish, which was fantastic. Because nobody likes soggy ramen. No, they really don't. So I, I highly recommend them. Uh, Please do check them out. Um, we should roll. Let's do some rolling. Let me get a die. I just can't get over how delicious this broth is and the noodles. It's so delicious. All right. Here you go. Okay. Roll us up some good. Oh, um, we are adding a book to our list. Ooh. I, so it'd be, I know, I don't think we'll roll it up for this one. I think this is going to go into slot 11. 11. Yep. And this is, I picked it up at the Lexington Comic Con. So thanks to everyone who stopped by and said hi to me at Lexington Comic Con because I talked to a lot of people about Adventure Sea Podcast while I was working my artist table. So that was so You gave out some really cool stickers there too. I did give out a really Um, cool sticker. If you all are interested in purchasing an Adventure Seed Podcast sticker, you can do so by contacting us on our Facebook page. Yeah, we've got the die. It's holographic. And then we have one that says the die and the Adventure Seed Podcast on it. Yes. And we would love for you to sport stickers. I have one on the back of my laptop. It makes me so happy. But this book is called 13 Tribes. And it's by Devin Richard, William Allen Reyes, and Fabio de da Silva Bandres. And it's by Brushfire Studio. And it is this super cool, like... It, it looks, looks post-apocalyptic. Cool. The dude is in this amazing, like, he's got beautiful dreads. He's got this amazing armor on. And he's going throughout these realms and tribes and places to try to find his mom. <gasps> and I was like, oh, I know somebody who would love that. <laughs> I love it already. I kind of have to roll an 11. Come on. I know. I don't 11. think we will, but okay. I know we'll roll 11 in the future one yes. day. Just because eventually we'll get around to it. Yes. We have a 1 in 20 chance every time. All right, you ready for me to drop some some dice truth? Drop it. A 10. I was so close oh, to we an I was right. putting the vibes out there. So it looks like we'll be reading a comic book, Dealer's Choice. Okie dokie. So that's, what, that's you, my friend. You get to pick that one. Okay. Um, a comic book, Dealer's Choice. I can't think of one off the top of my head. But we can... Yeah, we'll think of that. We'll think of one. And then it'll be a pleasant surprise. I yes. like it when we get to surprise people. But we are also welcome to suggestions. We have a little Facebook group that we put on our yes. page um, that Facebook is being super weird about. But if you're in it, awesome. Thank you for joining us. And drop a little comment on our Facebook page, group, Instagram, in on the reviews, on iTunes, wherever you're listening. And let us know what you want to listen to. Yes. All right. Ready to um, roll for drinks? Yeah, do it. A two. Oh, Heather. I'm the worst. You are genuinely one of the worst rollers, but you're going to be excited about this one. Okay, what do I get? Strawberry milk. I love strawberry I know you milk. do. It's the you best. still have a sidecar vodka floating around. I'm not Just putting that in my strawberry milk. <laughs> strawberry vodka milk does not sound like my cup of tea. Sure it does. Okay. Or my cup of milk. <gasps> 19. Oh, you're going to get something yummy. Ooh, rum my way because I'm a pirate. So I'm very excited about that this one. That sound exciting. And there is a pirate story in Anthony Bourdain's Hungry Ghost. <laughs> so check it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I'm I'm the forever plugger. I just like to to do that. But people love that about you so much because they know that you're always gonna like support their small business or their art. I'm or... gonna tell somebody about you. I yes. promise. <laughs> So it looks like we're going to be reading a surprise comic book issue for next mm-hmm. time. We had another fun one-off here today at Adventure Seed Podcast. Follow our quest, Adventure Seed Podcast, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and wherever you get your podcasts. May the dice always be in your favor. Roll well. Ramen, ramen, ramen.